Hebrews chapter 10. And it's an old familiar passage, but man, it has so much merit, especially in today's world. Hebrews chapter 10, verses 24 and 25. I'm going to roll back to 23. Let's roll back to 23. And that way, 25 will bring it home. Roll back to 23. Let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess. For he who promised is faithful. And let us consider how we may spur one another on toward love and good deeds by let us not giving up. And I put that by in there because I want you to understand this verse. By let us not give up meeting together. As some are in the habit, you see, you can't get into the habit of not meeting. It's easy to fall out in fellowship when you do that. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage. See, this is where you get encouragement when you come up into the assembly. You can't get it from the internet. It's good that they offer that, but you can't touch the TV and assemble with nobody. You ain't touching and agreeing with nobody. You're touching the TV. Can't do it on the internet. You can't do it on Facebook. You can only watch so many sermons on Facebook, trust me. But you can't... (laughs) Assemble <laughs> and be encouraged <laughs> on the internet. You got to come together. It says we're two touch and agree. We're two or more together. Amen, amen, amen. That's 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 what that you got to come to the assembly. You can't be lazy. Can't get tired. Trust me, I've worked about 70 hours this week, or at least it felt like that way. <laughs> I lost a lot of sleep, but guess what? I had to forsake not the assembly. Now, some have gotten into the habit of doing it, but let us encourage one another, and all the more as we see this life, Christ coming, as you see the day. Amen. 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 God of the word to the reading hears doers and believers of his word. You may be seated in his presence. You just said be careful what you ask God for. But I love the energetic worship. God inhabits the praises of his people. That means he joins us when we give our worship to him. He comes down from the heavenly places and he assembles with us as we assemble together. 
Today we're going to talk about the good news. The title of my sermon is, The Good News Is... Dot, dot, dot. The good news is... Dot, dot, dot. Don't forget your dots. You need three. One for the Father, one for the Son, one for the Holy Ghost. <laughs> Today we have a symbol. We have been encouraged. Because we assembled. Spurring up. Whelping up. Building up. Our hope. Not allowing our brothers and sisters to give up. So important to the body of Christ. But you can't truly be the church without attending. Church isn't something that we can do by ourselves. The word for the church in the New Testament was ecclesia. And the Greek word for that is civic meaning, civic meeting. The church's people meeting together because of Jesus. You can't eliminate the meeting part and still be the church. It's kind of hard. You kind of have to show up. Our regular and faithful involvement in a worship service is essential to our growth. We gotta come in order to be fed, in order to grow, in order to be encouraged, in order to remain hopeful. Church service is also the assembly in where we can celebrate Christ together. That's that's where we get our teaching from is, is through the church. And I pray that we have more teaching churches that are planted versus churches that entertain. This is where we learn the word of God that God has given to the church through the Holy Word. Church is a place where we can invite our friends and family. See, you can bring your friends and family here. They don't have to have a special position. They can come as they are. Because what we, we know that we offer a wonderful, beautiful, authentic fellowship. And this could be a life-changing experience, but if they never show up, how can their lives be changed and transformed? And I've said this at nauseum that we are not here to entertain anyone. We are here to enlighten people with the word of God. But you kind of have to show up when the church is open. <laughs> Not once a month or when it's convenient, but every time the doors are open. The battle is every day. <laughs> so we need something at the beginning of our week to fight that daily battle each week. And in the Western world, and on the Western calendar, Sunday is that day. It's funny how Sunday is the first day of the week 
not the work week, but just the week itself. And Saturday is the last day of the week, or supposedly the Sabbath day. So if we have to come here on Sundays to get fed and empowered and strengthened, we come here to prepare for battle. Because every day we are outside of the church walls or the assembly, it's open season for the enemy. So if you come here empty, you should leave here full so that the enemy cannot enter into your temple. He ain't got nowhere to go. The blood is like a wall. You can't go through the blood. And how will you know that if you don't assemble with like-minded Christians who are well-versed and studied and learned in the word of God? Unless you just go to be entertained. Right. You're going to miss the whole point of the assembly. And being on time is also a good thing. You know, back in the day when we were growing up, some people would tip in as the preacher was preaching. Tip in the back. Remember that, Mama? Mm -hmm. <laughs> they would tip in and sit at the back. They didn't miss the whole worship experience. Right. They get the word, which is great. And the invitation is awesome. But they miss the worship experience. They get a chance. If you come on time, you get a chance to fellowship one with another. And as you were talking about that woman dancing and shouting at the church, that blessed you just to see her get her praise on. And she don't need no entertainment. She wasn't even on the inside. But the fact that she was walking inside the assembly to get her praise on with other like-minded believers who are energetic for God and on fire for the Lord. Get, let, me, let me get myself ready. So perhaps my praise may jump on somebody else. So we assemble. Let's go back to the word. Let's go back to it. I want you to keep this word because I'm going to refer to it over until you get it. Let's go back to it. Let us hold unswervingly. To the hope that we always, well, you, you say you trust God. Well. <laughs> but do you really trust God? So let us hold unswervingly to the hope we profess for he who promised is Faithful. So if he promised it, he's faithful to allow it to manifest. And then it says, and let us consider how we can do this by coming to the assembly. If you don't come, you can't get it. You might get it on TV. You might watch it on the internet. But when you've had a hard week, like most of us do, you just want to sit and you know what? Uh, I just need to lean on your way. And the thing of it is, we got to be willing to receive what we ask for. Amen. So if you don't want to hear the truth, don't ask me. 
Because <laughs> I'm not going to lie to you because what good will a lie do to you, for you? What good will it do if I just say, oh, you'll be all right. Well, what does that mean? <laughs> it says here that it encourages us. Let us not give up meeting together as some are in the habit of doing, but let us encourage one another. So you got to come here to be encouraged with like-minded people who believe that Jesus is going to do it. If God said it, it's done. So if you never assemble and hear that, then you can't have the hope that you need to make it through your week. And then, as first lady said, we're going to fellowship, we're going to talk after church. <laughs> See, so how can you get all that? Once the TV is shut off, then what? Who are you going to talk to? You can't say, girl, preacher, preach today. You're going to talk to yourself, girl. So what did you get from the message? And how did it help you? And were you able to grab hold of that spirit that the soldier had when she was shouting in the house? You can't get that on television. You can't get it from the internet. And you certainly can't get it on Facebook. Because you know what? Facebook makes people look real good. Real good. Baby, you would think they hung the moon, they got 12 or 15 mansions, and they're driving 16 cars. When the reality is, they don't Because they have forsaken the assembly. Whatever is waiting on you out there, it can wait. <laughs> it ain't going nowhere. <laughs> I left work late yesterday. I said, you know what? This work will be here when I get back. It ain't going nowhere. It'll be all right. And they can make it without me. They'll be all right. I'll see them on Wednesday. Supposed to been off the whole week, but you know what? That's all right. God got it. And I thank him for the overtime. And I thank him for the extra coins in my purse. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. So what's the good news? I'm glad you asked. <laughs> the good news is Christ died for our sins one time. So stop nailing him to the cross. The good news is my salvation was free, but it didn't come cheap. The good news is God didn't make us take the 39 lashes that Christ took. Jesus took them for us. The good news is that we are free indeed because of what Jesus did. So why not live in that freedom? that wasn't really free. It was free to us, but Jesus paid the price. This freedom, <clears throat> we can't let it just be a concept. It is a reality if you want. You can actually live free indeed, but you have to choose the freedom. Because people will always 
try to find a way to put you in bondage. Amen. They will find something wrong with you. Well, yeah, because we're all flawed. How about that? So you got to tell me anything that I don't know. We all make mistakes. We all have issues. Paul had issues. David had issues. Peter had issues. Judah had issues. Mary Magdalene had issues. Deborah had issues. Barak had issues. I can go on and on and on. Bathsheba had issues. The women of Endor had issues. Just imagine how God uses people who have issues. <laughs> because if we never have issues, how can we be a witness how God brought us out? He kind of impossible to do that. Now, who am I going to convince? You ain't never been through nothing, Job. Of course you're going to praise God. He's always placed a hedge of protection around you. But I think if you take that protection away from him, cause him to lose everything, he'll curse you to your face. The devil is a lie. Job didn't do it. He proved the enemy wrong. So when you go back to your battlefield, prove the enemy wrong. God's got it. The battle is not yours anyways. It's his. And when he fights, he wins. So that's the good news. The good news is Freedom is not just a concept. Jesus made it a reality. But if you don't assemble, how will you know? The good news is that we all have access to life, eternal life. But it's a choice. That's the choice. <laughs> we have access. No one else can choose it for us because they didn't create it for us. Salvation came through Jesus Christ, not through our friends, not through our families, not through our loved ones, not through our mamas and deities and our aunties and aunts and our cousins and them and our neighbor. It come by way of Jesus Christ. So if God gives it to us freely, can't nobody take it away unless we freely give it away. So we have to make this a reality every single day we arise that salvation is free and it's for me. Salvation is free and it's for me. Salvation is free and it's for me and you too if you want it. But you have to choose it because God is a free will God. Book of Acts, chapter 10, verse 39. The apostles witnessed all Jesus had done throughout Judea and in Jerusalem. The haters put Jesus to death by hanging him on the cross. See, people like to put you to death by hanging you on their cross. It's, it's their cross. It's not yours to bear. It's their issue. It's not yours to take home. If they hating on you, that's on them. It ain't got nothing to do with you. 
All you can do is be who you are, a child of the Most High God, and knowing that you are that child that God will protect from the wiles of the devil. So every time the weapon is formed, the word says it what? Shall not prosper. heritage. That's our heritage because we love God. Do you love God? Amen. Then what's the problem? It's reciprocal. When you said yes to his son, God said yes to your life. Yes to protecting you. Yes for covering you with the blood of Jesus. Verse 40 says that God raised Jesus from the dead and caused him to be seen, but not by everybody. See, everybody can't see Jesus because they're not connected. See, everybody can't see God because they're not connected. So they'll never see the God in you that you know you have within you. They'll never see it because they're not looking at you through their spiritual eyes. They're looking at you through their human carnal eyes. So every time they look at you, they judge you based on what they think they know. And what they see with their physical eyes. But go deeper. I tell people all the time, if you want to know who I am, just sit down and have a conversation with me. You don't have to guess. I'll tell you. But you got to be ready. You may not be ready for the story. Verse 41 says, Jesus was not seen by all the people, but by witnesses whom God had already chosen. See, you already chosen. You picked out, you picked out. You were chosen to stand out, not many. You were chosen to stand out, uh, deacon. So stop trying to fit into places that God has not designed for you to fit in. Looks good and looks fun on the internet. Looks great on Facebook. It's a hot mess in reality. so many fake smiles and fraudulent smiles, sometimes I just want to puke. Because when you see those people in public, they look a hot mess. Amen. Amen. I've seen people post the most beautiful picture on TV, on, on Facebook, beautiful. Uh-huh. <laughs> the most beautiful picture on Facebook. I mean, just got that pose looking. They the six five. Uh, 240 pounds, wet, buff, cut, and when you see them in person, they're about 500 pounds, they're about four foot tall, and uh, they balding in the front. Mm. I love them date websites too, boy. They put their profile out there, boy, they on the moon. And when you see them, you go, where's that person I saw on the internet? Oh, that, that was just a picture I found somewhere. can't fake it. You got to come here and be fed so the preacher and whomever God appoints 
to expound upon the word can teach you how to open up your spiritual eyes so you can see the real person coming. I've seen people in fine suits, nice watches, new shoes, and their heart is full of wine. They look good in the suit, but in their spirit life, they are dying. Verse 42, Jesus commanded his apostles to preach to the people and to testify that he is the one whom God appointed as judge of the quick or the living and the dead. So God appointed Jesus to be the judge. So can't nobody judge you for who you are and what you do. What you tell them, that's between me and God. Your job is to encourage me as we assemble together and tell me something that that God has said through his word that's going to help me to change my life for the better, to improve, so that I don't give up hope. The man that shot up those people at that church, he gave up hope. He was a wonderful teacher. Crazy stuff. He gave up hope. The man that shot up those people in Vegas, nobody knew he was depressed. He gave up hope. He didn't assemble. He didn't have nobody to talk to. He didn't have no church to go to. He didn't have anybody to encourage him. He didn't have anybody to help him to not give up hope. So he gave up. Verse 43, Jesus is the one all the prophets testified about, saying that everyone, everyone, everyone who believes in him will have their sins forgiven through his name. But how will you know that if you don't assemble? How will you know that if you don't come and hear the good news? How can they preach if they haven't been sent? Oh, you got to watch that one. Because we've got a lot of people who act very well. They're great speakers. They like to entertain the people. They like to tell jokes and add cliches and old adages. But late in the midnight hour, your body is racking with pain. Can you draw from the word of God? Did that preacher teach you how to search the scripture for healing scripture? For encouraging scripture? For doing battle? Did they teach you how to search the word for yourself and not rely on what the preachers say? Because sometimes the preachers do have an off day. <clears throat> I've seen them on television a lot. Oh, I'm sorry, that's the wrong verse. The teleprompter said that verse, but it's really this one. It's good to know the word for yourself. So when you know it's a mistake, you know it's a mistake. Turn to the book of Psalms, 151st Psalm. Well, like our infamous chief, commander-in-chief, 2 Corinthians. That's a classic. So you got to know for yourself. But how will you know that if you don't assemble? 
Jesus was crucified. Died and was buried in a borrowed tomb. How about that? This was the son of God. But on the third day, my Bible says that he got up out of that grave with all power. So the enemy don't have no power. And he only has the power we give him. So Jesus got up with all power. All power? Y'all not hearing me. All power. I need y'all to repeat it. All power. Talk to me. All power of heaven and earth, which is where we dwell, in his hands. John 3.16, that's the good news. For what? God so loved the world that he what? Gave his only begotten son that whosoever believeth upon him shall not perish eternally, but have everlasting life. That is the good news. Said, for God so loved the world. Jesus said to them, go into the entire world and proclaim the gospel to the whole creation. God gives those who are called to do it. That's the good news. For I'm not ashamed of the gospel. For it is the power of God for salvation to everyone who believes. To the Jews first, those are his chosen. And also to the Greek or the Gentiles. We, us, we're the Gentiles. We can share the good news not only with words, but also with power. We have the power of God living on the inside of us. How do I know that? Go back to the beginning. And God breathes the breath of life. So we got it. We got the power, y'all. Like Miss Cleo, I got the power and I'm going to use it. She said she did. But the power we got, we got the power within us, y'all. We got the God has given us the power to do it. We just have to take our power and use it for the glory of God. Amen? Amen. For I am not ashamed of the gospel. We can share the good news with power. The power that the Holy Spirit gives us. And that power gives us full assurance. Not partial assurance. Full assurance that what we say is true. One to preach, one to witness. Jesus sent the disciples out two by two. One to preach. But two or more. God math. We got to start using our God math when we start fighting these daily battles each week that we arrive. So Sunday is where we come and get equipped to go out in the mission field and preach the gospel, share the gospel, not gossip, but the gospel message is what we want to spread. Let's not spread the gossip, but the gospel. The only way to do that is to come in here and get equipped. Assemble together so that we can go out there and do real battle. Okay, it's a lot of battle going on out there.
But if we come in here and get equipped with the word of God, we can speak the word to the enemy like Jesus did in the desert. God says, you worship me and me. That's right. And that's what he meant. We can't worship our kids, our cars, our jobs, our money. We can't worship our buildings, our shoes, our fine clothing. We can't worship none of that stuff because guess what? It's temporary. But God is eternal. And only what we do for Christ will last. I don't care what it is that you do. I don't care how long it takes. He's an on-time God. He's an on-time God. He's an on-time God. Yes, he is. And God will never leave us. He's always with us. It's us that leave God. When Moses left Egypt, he left Egypt, but God was still with him. Even though we walk through the shadow, it's better than this. So it doesn't matter where we go in life. Even if we leave the assemble, God is still with us. Amen, amen. And as the call by God, I must preach the gospel. The good news. To other folk, not just y'all, but to the other people. But I can't do it without the power of the Holy Ghost. I can go on my own and fall flat on my face, but with God, I can do all things. We can share the good news, not only with words, but with power, because the Holy Spirit gives it to us. But we have to yield our spirit to God in order to do it. We can't do it based on our physical strength, but our spiritual strength. And this is where we come and get our spiritual strength, from the assembly. God called me on purpose. I didn't like it. I didn't want to do it. But had no choice. Sacrificing. I didn't want to do that no more. So my obedience has to work. My obedience is better than the sacrifice any day of the week. So don't compromise, don't sacrifice, don't give up hope. You have been sent. You have been planted strategically. My Lord. My Lord. You notice how God is positioning his people in these crazy places to manage a long group of souls. So if he don't appoint us in those positions, we can't transform lives. We can't just blend in And then we stand out as the light, yeah. the spotlight. 
The spotlight is on you, sis, because you carry the light. And the enemy don't like it. The spotlight is on you, first lady, because you carry the light. And the enemy don't like it. The spotlight is on you, mama. Because you carry the light. And the enemy. Change your strategy. Change your response. That really takes him off. He likes. He hates that because then the enemy is confused because they don't know. He don't know. They don't know what you're gonna do next. And then don't be quiet. This D show is quiet today. Everything all right? Everything is fine. Even though my life may be in turmoil, my physical life might be in turmoil. But my spirit life is not. The good news is that I can do it because God says I can. The doctor said one thing, but Jesus said no. I'll make a way. Now, I may ask your advice, but I don't need your permission to preach the gospel. Hallelujah. Because God has appointed me to do that. And I have his stamp of approval. And that's all I need. I'm not ashamed because Jesus nailed that shame to the cross a long time ago. So my sins are covered both past, present, and future. But they are not excused. So let's not get it twisted. You reap what you sow in this life. So plant good seeds. Put your money where your mouth is. Spread the good news for all the world to hear. And share the gospel. Tell others how they too can be free indeed. Amen. And that is the good news, my, my friends. Lord, amen, my Lord. The good news is you fill in the blanks. Amen. Let us pray. Father God, I thank you for this opportunity to preach the good news, to assemble together with other like minded believers. <clears throat> 
to stand on your word that you have given us, to believe in the promise that it tells us. I thank you for those who have assembled to hear it. And I pray, Father God, that it didn't fall on deaf ears, that they will take this food, Lord God, and make it food for the soul, to feed others who might be lost, who might not understand why we walk the way we walk and why we talk the way we talk and why we believe the way we believe and why we trust God. <laughs> Help us, Father God, to continue to be that spotlight of hope in such a dark world. Help us, Lord God, to carry the torch. Help us, Lord God, to keep the faith. Help us, Lord God, to maintain our trust and keep our trust and keep our minds on you, Lord God. Help us to recover each time the enemy tries to do harm to us. Keep us, Lord God. Watch over us during this Thanksgiving season. Thank you, Lord God, for the opportunity to serve well, to serve your people. Thank you for the assembly, Lord God. Lord God, build us a sanctuary and fill it with worshipers. It is in Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen.